Hello, fellow safety and health professional. Welcome to another podcast, a series of podcasts based on an article in Safety and Health magazine that are all about you. Nobody is a perfect listener. There are too many subtleties to the skill of listening for it to be something you can perfect. And there's so many situations and there's all different ways you can listen at times. Becoming better at it, though, that's something anybody can do. And it's uh, worth it. In fact, listening is one of the leading skills, perhaps the leading skill, that makes it so that people have good relationships. It also will help you be able to understand what's going on in the field better, which is very important for us safety and health professionals. It relieves stress, believe it or not. It does, and I'll discuss that in a little bit of how it is that listening can relieve stress. It also makes you more influential. It'll make it so that people will like you and they will want to do things for you and do things that you ask them to do, both professionally and personally. Uh, And I know that from my own life. Listening tied in with mindfulness, because to be an excellent listener, you have to be mindful, pay attention. But those two things put together, I can honestly say that there is no other skill that I strive to master that has improved the quality of life more for me than active listening, than being as diligent as I can at listening and getting better at it. Now, though it's such a vital skill and it makes such a positive difference in your life, most people, according to research, and there's been a bunch of research on this subject, don't listen as good as they could. In fact, most people don't listen that well at all. One of my favorite quotes comes from Stephen R. Covey. Remember, he wrote that best-selling book, The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. And his quote about listening, most people do not listen with the intent to understand. They listen with the intent to reply. I often will tell my audiences that the opposite of talking isn't listening. The opposite of talking is waiting for our turn to talk again. Now, even though it's such a vital skill, most people don't spend time getting better at it. They don't make a conscious effort to improve themselves in the way they listen. Well, we don't have to be in that category. You and I both can spend time in our lives getting better at listening. And what's cool about it is you don't have to go and take a separate amount of time out of your life. It's not like you have to schedule something as a to-do list to listen better, though it is a good idea to have some type of reminders, whether it be something on your desk or something that you put in your to-do list to remind you to practice your listening skills. But you can do it during your day-to-day life because we're always interacting with other people, at least to some degree. And while we're doing that, while we're interacting with other people and they are sending us signals, sending us messages, we can practice our listening. Well, let me get you started on some ways you can do that. First off, ask your friends and family how good of a listener they think you are. That's what I did when I started about 20 years ago, I would say. I really started started my journey to become a better listener on purpose. And one of the things I did, which I had read in a book, I don't remember which book, uh, was I'd ask around, how am I as a listener? And 
I got pretty good responses, but not from everybody. Some people told me I had some things I needed to work on, uh, particularly the fact that I seemed distracted a lot, that I would play with stuff like pens or, or not do things where I'm having all my body language show that I'm listening. Also, one thing you can do that is easy, it's really simple, you just have to remember to do it, is just notice how other people listen. Not so much to judge, but just notice how people are listening, and that'll heighten your awareness of this skill itself, of listening. I still do that all the time. I will notice how people are listening, not just to me when I'm talking, but when I see them in groups. And I'm not doing it to judge them, to see whether they are a good or bad listener. I just notice how people listen, and that makes me more aware of my own listening. And that is the third thing you can do is to truly pay attention to yourself while you're listening. Don't judge in the sense saying, oh, I'm bad, I shouldn't be doing it this way, I distract. Just notice what you do. And with time, you'll find that the habits that are distracting you, that are making it so you don't listen, will start to lessen. And habits that will help you be more attentive and to pay attention more at your listening will get better. In fact, let's now go over some of the habits that will help you be a better listener, the things you can actually do while you're listening. I have 11 that I've put together. Now, we're not going to go over all 11. I am going to do a few more than I did in the article. I'm going to spend some time on three, what I think are the most important habits. Now, some of the other habits that are still important, but they're not as powerful as these three, are to... Make sure you don't do anything that's distracting, like playing with keys. I used to always play with pens or, you know, have something in my hand. Another thing to do is to not end people's sentences for them, which is a common habit where if somebody's talking slowly or they're not getting to the point as fast as you would like them to, you finish the sentences for them. Another thing is to actually make this a commitment of something you're going to do better. It's like if you say, I'm going to exercise and I'm going to get physically fit or more physically fit than I am, you make a commitment to do it and you need to make that commitment in order to do that. Now, I have a one sheet. It's a listening one sheet, which is two pages, two sides to it, which includes uh, some of the stuff that we're discussing today and, and some other things in there. And you're welcome to have a copy if you would like. It won't, won't cost you anything. Just uh, send me an email, Richard at makesafetyfun.com, Richard at makesafetyfun.com, and I will send you the one sheet, which you're welcome to copy and give to your employees or do whatever you want with it. But it'll show you those 11 habits and plus some other tips about listening, including some of the things that we're discussing here. Well, let's go over these three habits. The first one, which men don't do as well as women, and that's not just my opinion. If you want to see how the differences are between men and women when it comes to listening and to communication, there's a book called Why Men Don't Listen and Women Can't Read Maps. Uh, it's a science book. It's not a relationship book, but it describes uh, what goes on with humans, uh, particularly when they're in the womb and developing, that makes it so that people have different listening skills, particularly gender differences. And one thing that is a problem is many times people keep a straight face while they're listening. And the opposite of that is to show the person through your facial expressions and maybe even uh, some things that you, noises you make. And what I mean by noises is something like, oh, uh-huh, oh, really? Or, oh, you know, show the mood of what the person is talking about. If they're telling you that they just won the lottery, obviously your face should show 
uh, happiness or, or surprise. And if they just told you that their dog died, well, then your facial expression should show some type of sadness or something to show that you understand that it's something that feels bad. You don't have to go to extremes, of course, then you'll look you know, like you're pantomiming or silly, but just enough so that it forces you to pay attention to the mood of what they're talking about and also send signals to them that you understand the mood of what they're discussing. This is really important, too, if you are a supervisor or a manager doing things like performance appraisals or other times where your facial expression will also send a strong signal as to how you really feel. Second habit is to give steady, soft eye contact, not piercing, not where you shrink your eyes some and look like you're trying to dig deep inside them, no, but have your eyes be relaxed uh, and look at them softly right in the center of their eyes the whole time the person is talking. It won't seem too intense if you do it while you're listening. While you're talking, however, you should break away on occasions, especially if it's someone you don't know that well. You know, if you're going out in the field and you're doing an inspection of some sort and you want to go talk to somebody about something and you don't know them that well, while you're talking to them on occasions, break away. But while they're talking to you, while they're sending you signals, steady, soft eye contact. Enough so that you can tell whether they have a darker ring around their iris, the colored part of your eye. I don't. About 40% of the people that you meet have a darker ring around their iris. And the reason I say to look at it enough so that you can see that ring, not because there's anything important about the ring itself, it's just that's how intently, but not intensely, intently, you should pay attention to the person's eyes while you're listening. Now, I have something that happened to me that showed how this does make a difference. I had been practicing listening and trying to get better at it, and I was working on my eye contact when I listened. And my daughter, at the time, she was a teenager, uh, we were sitting in the living room, and she said, Dad, what are you doing? You're, you're looking at me funny. She was telling me something that had happened at school. I said, oh, I said, don't you like it? She goes, no, 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 no. It, it, it's, I like it. It actually seems like you're actually listening to me, which we both laughed then. Uh, but it made me realize that, wow, before that, obviously I wasn't giving her as good of eye contact as I could have. So steady, soft eye contact the whole time you are listening to the person. And the third habit, which is actually my favorite, the others are very important, but this one is my favorite because it forces you to listen. And it sends wonderful signals to the person that you really were paying attention and were interested in what they were saying. This is also one of those parts of the skill of listening that helps you with stress. Because one of the reasons why we get stress in our life, probably one of the biggest ones, is because we ruminate about ourselves, about our own lives, about our worries, about what's coming up, what we have to do, and all those different things that can upset us. We think about, and it's usually about ourselves. However, if you are doing things and making sure things that will make sure you're listening to somebody. You're not thinking about yourself, you're thinking about them. And it's kind of a vacation from yourself. And that's why it can be a wonderful way to relieve stress. Plus it helps with your relationships and often problems in relationships is what causes a lot of the stress in our life. So here it is, here's the third habit that I think is the most important one of all. Ask further questions. Here's what I mean by further questions. When someone tells you a fish story, say they went fishing somewhere and they caught a bass and it was the first time they went fishing. 
Don't then tell them about your fish story, about a time when you went fishing and you went salmon fishing in Alaska. No, no, no. Don't do that yet. Ask them a question about what they just told you. And whether it's something mundane, just a day-to-day -day thing that they were doing that was, uh, you know, this morning when I got my coffee, the coffee pot was empty. So something that is wonderful in their life and a majestic change, you know, they just had a baby or they're getting married or something tragic, whether there was, they had a loss in their family. Whatever, somebody tells you a story about something that's going on in their life or they want to tell you something, including about hazards in the field, ask them a question that causes them to take that story further. So if you were to tell me that you caught a bass, and it was the first time you went bass fishing, I would ask you how large the bass was, or where did you go, or did you go fishing in a boat, or off the shore, or something that would show that I was really listening to what you were saying. I'm interested in hearing more about it, and it forces me to pay attention to what you are telling me. We'll never be perfect listeners. That's a good thing, too. I like the fact that there's something, there's things you can do that you can continually get better at. And though we won't be perfect, I hope that both of us, a big wish, that we become much better at it than we are right now.